Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Megan. For years, we were stuck in a rut, always complaining that nothing ever changed for us. And then we realized, if we wanted to improve our lives, we had to put in the work. Each week on this podcast, we'll get into an aspect of personal growth, relationships, or just life. Through our own experiences and guest interviews, we hope to inspire you to make your own positive changes. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fools in Love Podcast. Podcast. Hi there. Welcome to my second solo episode. I'm so ready to talk to my mom friends today because I've got a topic that I think we don't talk about enough. I think we tend to deal with this one privately and just sort of endure it. But today we're totally going there. Let's talk about being touched out. I think you probably have an idea of what I mean when I say touched out. But just in case... It's the way you feel when you have kids and they've been clinging to you all day, all week, or, you know, all six years of their lives. It's the feeling you have when you suddenly realize that you're never alone and you can hardly walk two feet without someone running up to you and clinging to your leg like their life depends on it. It's the reason you think to yourself, OMG, why, why won't they leave me alone? Listen, these feelings don't make you a bad mom. They make you a normal mom. There's so much emotional exhaustion from always being physically touched and physically needed. It's not just that your back hurts from carrying a kid around all day or your boobs hurt from breastfeeding. It's, it's more than physical. It's a mental fatigue, and it's definitely a lot to handle. But we can work through it, and we can come out more equipped to handle the feelings of being touched too much. But before we work towards strategies to deal with being touched out, I'll just briefly tell you about my experience. I never even knew this was a thing until I had my first child six years ago. But then she arrived, and suddenly, like all parents, I went from having so much alone time to basically never being alone and never not being touched. So I breastfed both of my kids for a year each. By the time I was done nursing Harlan, our oldest, I had about a year before I was pregnant again. And don't get me wrong, a year is a nice chunk of time for sure. But clearly, even once you wean a child, you aren't quite done being touched. Less? Absolutely. But considering she's six now and still constantly wants me, I figure we're quite far away from the days of me not feeling touched out. So anyway, during Harlan's first year of life, I struggled with being touched out But I didn't really know it was a real thing that happens to many, dare I say most, moms. I truly thought something was wrong with me because I didn't have an interest in intimacy with my husband during our daughter's nap time or bedtimes. It took me about a year to finally figure out that it's actually very normal for moms, and especially for breastfeeding or pumping moms, to just need some space. Now, my other child is almost three. So he's been off the boob for like two years at this point. And yet here I am still struggling with this very same issue of being touched out. Of course, it's better now, two kids in six years and plenty of time to realize that this is normal later. But still, there are days. There are so many days when the kids go for their quiet time or finally fall asleep at night and Brandon's all like, hey girl, how you doing? And I'm like, oh my gosh, are you insane? I finally have 18 seconds to myself and you want to take that away from me? Boy, you'd better let me do my chores, read a book, take a nap, work. Well, 
anything except touch you. When will this madness end? And I get that's not a great attitude to have. But sometimes, some days, that's how I feel internally. Like I am just so touched out that the thought of somebody touching me, even in a good way, even in a not like they actually physically depend on me for a survival kind of way, is just too much. Of course, you know, I do adore and love my husband. And I do hate when those are the thoughts that I have because... He definitely doesn't deserve to get the reluctant leftovers that I have to offer. I think most men want physical touch, and I think most moms struggle with being touched out. So that kind of leaves us in a place where sex sometimes goes out the window when our kids are young. Well, unless, of course, you make a plan to be sure you don't look up one day and realize you haven't done it in like two months. And you guys, it's not just sex either. Many times, I don't even want like an innocent hug because it just feels like a lot. A hug! All that's to say, I hear you when you say you feel like you never have space, you never have alone time, or you can't even go to the bathroom without someone wanting to touch you. I kid you not, my three-year-old loves to be near me so much that sometimes he climbs into my lap while I pee. How's that for closeness? Okay, so what do we do about this? What do we do about this experience as moms of being so touched out, of being so needed all the time? How do we get through it? Well, I think the first thing we do is that we remind ourselves daily, if not more often, that this is a normal feeling and that this too shall pass and that we should expect to feel this way. Because by telling ourselves what to expect and that it's actually a valid feeling that we have, it makes it easier to handle. Whenever... I feel overwhelmed by touch. I just remind myself that before I know it, my kids will be too cool to be near me. Now listen, that does not always help, but sometimes it actually does. When we remind ourselves that we are a normal mom, that this is the experience that so many of us has, I think it helps us deal with these feelings. I think it helps us process this and be okay with this and not feel like a failure because we feel this way. So we really need to just remember that and remember that and remind ourselves all all the time because there's just no other way. You're going to get touched too much. When you have young kids and even as your kids start to grow up just a little bit, they're going to need you in a way that just may not be normal for us, especially if you're like me, especially if you're an introvert. Maybe extroverted moms don't feel like this. I'm not sure. I, I would imagine that all moms do a little bit, but maybe this is harder because I am an introvert and I just like space naturally as a person. And then motherhood just really brought this out. I'm not sure. But what I know we can do is set the expectation. I know that when we set that expectation, it'll help us deal with it because it's not like we were sitting there thinking that our kids will never need us and we don't have to pee with the door open and have 16 kids climbing in and crawling all over us while we do it because we already know that's going to happen and we're going to be okay with that or at least a little bit more okay than we would if we were expecting perfection in this area. Another thing that we need to do is we need to ask for help. And I know it goes against like basically everything to ask for help. And again, I know that not all of us have someone to ask. But for those of us that do, I think so many of us are still too proud and won't ask. Maybe it is that pride or maybe it's something else entirely. But if you have a spouse or a partner or a friend or your mom who can take the kids for a bit... 
you'll be able to get some much needed time away from all that physical closeness. And listen, if all you have is a few minutes, that can help too. I know that whenever I just could not handle it, Brandon would whisk away the baby or now the kids and leave me in the bedroom with the door closed so that I could just reset and be alone and not be touched. And yeah, this isn't going to like fix the long-term issue, but man, those few precious moments, those five or 10 minutes can make a big, big, huge difference in my mental capacity to keep going as a parent. And sometimes it is hard. Sometimes it is really hard to do it with the expectation that you shouldn't feel this way and that you shouldn't need to have help in this area. But I think that it's okay for us to admit that we do need a little bit of help. So let's do that. Let's start asking for help and saying, hey, we could use a little bit of just removal, removal from the situation. And whatever that looks like for you is okay. And a side note here, if you have zero people, like if you have actually nobody to physically remove your kids from your presence for a few minutes, let them in their room for a couple minutes. If you're so touched out that you need just a couple minutes, they're going to be okay. Just leave them alone for a few minutes or lock yourself into the bathroom, whatever you need to do, and take those few moments because that's going to help you so much. It doesn't feel like a lot, but it can make a huge difference. Another thing that I started doing that really helps me is that I talk about it. And as we learn to talk about these feelings, it's going to help us so much. One of the best things I ever did was explain this whole thing to Brandon. Because once I talked about it with my husband, I realized he had no idea that by the time I was done being touched by kids, the thought of being touched by him could make me super upset. Sometimes it did make me super upset and he had no idea why. And it wasn't about my love for him, but I had to speak my truth to him that it was only that I was so drained by never having my body for me. Now, thankfully, as my kids get older, I feel like this far less, but I still do need to remember to speak up sometimes when I feel this way. And again, reminding him that it's totally not about him and it's all about me. And that sounds kind of selfish as I say that out loud, but that's not what I'm saying here. I just mean that it's not a reflection of my love for him at all. It's just that sometimes mama needs some space. All right. The next thing that I think we need to do is we need to use distraction. And I'm not saying this one is for everyone because I get there are moms out there who are, this is just not going to work for you and that's okay. But if I can be really honest in this podcast, and I'm going to be because, you know, it's our podcast, I'm going to tell you that when my kids are driving me up a wall with touch, when they won't give me a break physically, but I think to myself, you know when my kids don't want to touch me? When they get involved with the TV show or their kids' Kindles. And that's when a light bulb goes off in my head and I'm like, well, let's bust out those devices, shall we? Now, like maybe 5% of the time, do they care that I'm physically close while they're actually using their electronics? And I'm okay with that. So when they are involved with their kids' Kindles or a TV show that catches their attention, I'm good with that because I think my sanity matters more than 10 extra minutes on a device. Give those kids the 10 minutes. Heck, give them 30. Give them an hour. I don't care what you give them. And don't you feel one bit guilty about it. You don't need the guilt. Use the distraction to get yourself to a place where you feel mentally better. Because listen, this might be about a physical touch, but it affects us mentally. 
It affects me mentally, so I'm assuming that it affects everyone else mentally too. What starts out as a need for the physical removal of my children from my presence becomes all a mental game, and I am not the mother that I want to be in those moments. So if I have to use distraction, if I have to use technology, I'm all for that, and I'm doing that. The next thing that I found really helpful for being touched out was that I bowed out of bedtime. One of the best things I ever did was reduce the number of nights that I put our daughter Harlan to bed. I used to put her to bed every single night. And you know, while I do enjoy a good 45-minute snuggle, it's just a lot to deal with sometimes. So we ended up shortening her bedtime routine, and we kept increasing the number of nights that Brandon would put her to bed until it got to me having four nights and Brandon having three. And now that we're basically even, I have so much more time to myself Yes, I put our son to bed, and yes, he needs me to go in and do the, Mommy, I need a water, Mommy, I need this, over and over. But eventually, he goes to bed, and I am no longer stuck in a bedroom cuddling somebody for so long in a never-ending cycle every single night, Sunday through Saturday. I love that feeling that I get, and I love that freedom that I have when it's 8 o'clock in the evening, and I have a whole living room or the whole bedroom to myself, and no one's going to try to come and attach themselves to me. And of course, this might evolve. I might need to change this up again as our son adjusts to a big boy bed and all the things that come in as kids enter different stages. But for right now, the bowing out of bedtime has been a savior for me. And it gives me just the time that I need to reset myself mentally and, and physically too. And another thing that I do is that I say no to save space for touching. What do I mean by that? I mean that if you have no way out, and you're stuck feeling touched out, then say no to something else. For instance, my kids constantly ask me to play with them. And sometimes I do. But other times I just tell them a big, fat no and tell them to play with each other. Why does this help me in this context? Why does this help me with being touched out? Well, because it frees up some of my time and space somewhere so that when they do need me, I'm not already tapped out and just feeling done. When I had the power to say no to something else, it allows me to feel like I have the ability to say yes to the cuddles and yes to the touches because I I do have some choice in the matter. I do have some control over the matter. And that, to me, just feels good. It just feels good that I don't have to say yes to every single thing that my kids want me to do. To know that, to feel that just gives me so much freedom and I just love it. And I know that sounds insane. But I really do. I really feel that when I say no to certain things at certain times, I'm a better mom for it because I have time to just tap out. I have time to not feel the guilt and not feel the pressure of saying, sure, let's play Barbies for the 910th time today. Sure, I'd love to play cars or play school with you for the 47th time. So I do. I say no. Guys, I always joke that our son Maverick would climb back into my womb if he could. He's just my boy. It can be totally exhausting. It can be totally frustrating. Because as soon as I get him involved with something that doesn't involve my body being near his, Harlan pops onto the scene. (laughs) But because I've gotten better over time at realizing that they will want to touch me for the foreseeable future, by asking for help, by sneaking away when I can, most days... I can now handle being touched and being touched out pretty well. 
I really hope this episode was helpful. I hope this gave you some things to think about. And I hope most of all, you decide that you are a great mom, that it's okay to feel the way you feel, and that it's also okay to ask for help when you need it. Solidarity, mamas. Hey, B, what did you think of that episode? I think it was pretty dang good. Well, what should someone do if they enjoyed these last 30 minutes? They should probably head over and leave us a review so we can reach more people. They definitely should. Guys, if you like the Fools in Love podcast, please go follow us over on Instagram at Fools in Love Podcast. We'd love to connect with you and learn more about what you'd like to hear. 